Hello, everyone. For one last time, to the final uh, of these Wooden Overcoats live recordings recorded at the Horse and Stables pub in Waterloo in front of a live audience. Now, this was a very exciting and emotional recording for us because uh, it was, for us at the time, we thought might be the last time we did Warden Overcoats at all. Uh, So I think you can hear a very special wonder and excitement and enjoyment from all of the cast and everyone who was in that room uh, that day laughing. And I'm so glad you get to hear these tapes. These tapes were, of course, uh, made for our own personal use so we could remember the entire series. And we're delighted to share those with you, but they were recorded on a small portable microphone at the front of the auditorium. But for now, for one last time, let me hand you over to our Master of Ceremonies and the series' head writer, Mr David K. Barnes. Thing you ever did, and that's the last thing you ever did. And this is Wooden Overcoats, the last, the last, the last, the last, the last, the last, last, the 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 last
Rajyard Bun runs funk funerals, which was the only funeral home on the island until that cuddly sex god Eric Chapman <laughs> moved in and set up his own funeral parlour just, just across the square. And now Eric Chapman is very, very popular and very successful, and Rajyard isn't. We also have Antigone Bun, Rajyard's sister, and the mortician, who hides a, a burning, yearning lust for, for Eric Chapman. But Eric ah, only has eyes for Rajyard's apprentice, Georgie Crusoe. When we last left them all, there was an episode which involved two dead seagulls and a drunken lighthouse keeper who turned out to be an acclaimed erotic novelist. <laughs> and at the end of that, Antigone, realising with crushing clarity how sad her life was, realised that she just couldn't continue anymore. Also, the thing is narrated by a mouse, so it's And to actually go through and take us through the end of the series, we have quite an astonishingly large cast behind it. Um, there are the four main quintets, and being here, uh, quartet, that's not a quintet at all. <laughs> <laughs> the main four quintet. No, it's all right, I've got it, I've got it worked out now, it's okay. It's right. The main quartet have been for, um, all the way through the show, and we still have them here today. They are the enormous Felix Tremendous, unanimous, vivacious, wondrous, xylophone, <laughs> yeti, zebra, <laughs> Mr. Tim Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> and joining them for our guest last night, we have plucked out a, a, some wonderful stars from the vast, the vast, burning, bright, celestial expanse. And those incredible stars include Mr. Pete Gladwin. Cliffhanger by Cordelia Lynn. <laughs> 
after 10, 10 is high. How about one? Put that in your bars and water it. <laughs> Georgie! <laughs> the 
the hell's going on? Why is my funeral parlour full of flowers? Reaping off. Poor Georgie, the fondest wishes, chapel. Standing with the enemy, are we? H2, Georgie. Don't be stupid, sir. He makes my skin crawl. Mm, so why is he sending you flowers? Riddle me that, Georgie. Because <laughs> he won't take apathy for an answer. He thought rescuing me from drowning was a tender moment. But you elbowed him in the face. He thought all seven times of accident. <laughs> <laughs> it's time we sorted out the Chapman conundrum once and for all. You mean Gillen? Next best thing. We get a rhinoceros, really hungry one, and set it loose at the next funeral. <laughs> nah, that won't work. Why not? You can... Never a rhino from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm great at acquiring rhinos. Virgil, <laughs> Georgina. Oh, hang on, second. I have something very important to tell you both. I'm leaving forever. Look, it's got to be a rhino. We've tried everything else. <laughs> Everybody's training to give rides to children or something. I said, I'm leaving forever. What? No, you're not. You don't go anywhere. I go to the <laughs> cinema. Since when? For God's sake! Look, I went to the flower market and the yacht club. I got lost in the Atlantic with you. Yes, but none of it helped! <laughs> Damn it, this place is shambles. You're a shambles. I'm ashamed that I've allowed you to make use of my talents for so long. Are you listening to me? Georgie, how about we challenge Chapman to a no holds barred, winner takes all, funeral? We just did that. We won a trunk full of Roger Bull. <laughs> Does not know what he's missing. <laughs> Roger, this place has become a failure on your watch, and I won't let it hold me back any longer. I'm leaving to seek my fortunes in the cruel, wide world. All right? This is me, leaving now, forever. Understand? You know, I think we should reconsider the arrival idea. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye! Or should we? What was that, Venting? Oh, she can tell me later. Look, face it. Sabotage doesn't work, competing with him doesn't work. Tried everything. Except. Yeah. What's the one thing that Eric relies on? Us failing. Yeah. <laughs> but also, his reputation. Destroy the reputation and we destroy the man! Brilliant! What's the plan, Georgie? Don't have one. Never mind, I do. We run out of town. <laughs> We're very nearly a town. Yes, Worship. Yes, carry on. But <laughs> <laughs> we run out of the village before you can say putting the fun in Fjordgross. Now, while I'm burning all these flowers, I need you to make me a life-size, realistic replica dummy of Eric Chapman. Okay, I'm great at making life-size re replica dummies of people. <laughs> and I think we need a cat. What do you think, Magnum? Cat or a very small child? Cat. <laughs> 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 oh, and you'll need the camera. Antigone! Is in the camera! Antigone! Where does that woman get to when you need her? That horizon, that's what I say. Right. By the way, is, uh, is Georgie in? 
Oh, keep it in your pants, Eric. She's not interested. I'm sorry. Hello. Oh, hello, Miss Doyle. Oh, or I should have said, hello, hello, hello. What's all this then? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm investigating a brutal murder case, and it's so incinerating. Oh, what now? I said, who's this? I'm Antigone Van. Who's Rudyard's sister? Oh, Antigone, gosh. I thought you died years ago. <laughs> Fancy that. I'm leaving, by the way. Oh, yes? Forever. On the run, eh? You could say that. Very interesting. Suspicious, one could say. Why is that? And what is it you're running from, Antigone? Unhappiness, the past, myself. Oh, well, that's all right, then. Off you go, <laughs> Farewell, Eric Chapman. Farewell forever. Bye! <laughs> Funny weather. Suspicious, one could say. I know. <laughs> it's usually so sunny here. Anyway, you said something about investigating a brutal murder case. Well, I couldn't take my mind off those two poor seagulls that you and Rudyard had to bury last week. Their deaths were never explained, you know. <laughs> Natural causes? They were very old seagulls. <laughs> no. Those seagulls had suicide notes. <laughs> and, I, and I believe they were forged. <laughs> so, I locked up my sweet shop for the day and toddled along to see the mayor, and I said, why don't I launch a whacking great murder investigation? And he got so excited. They investigate lots of murders in towns, you see. <laughs> because there's been quite a few little unexplained deaths recently. Ever since you arrived, in fact. Oh, uh, right. Yes. Mm, I know. Mm. Actually, as a professional in the field of death, what would your expert opinion be? Off the record, of course. Well, well, business has been booming. I can't deny it. <laughs> Very interesting. Suspicious, you could say? Oh, good lord, no, Mr. Chapman. <laughs> we couldn't suspect you. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'd be run out to finish this. We're very nearly a town. Uh, yes, Mayor, awfully good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. Anyway, good luck to your investigation, Miss Doyle. Thanks, Dreadfully. Oh, and stay safe. There's a killer on the loose, you know. <laughs> right, so, enjoy yourself. Now, where's Georgie? I wonder if she got my flowers. Licking the wounds of a rejected heart, but more determined than ever to escape this piffling veil of tears, Antigone made her way to the outskirts of the village, ten minutes away. <laughs> There she arrived at the local village bus stop, occupied by the local village hoodlums. Teenaged petty criminals, spectres of ignorance and violence. These were the three terrors of Piffling Vale. Yeah, but like, if you think about it, the very meaning of art as we know it, like, changed throughout, <laughs> like, changed throughout the 20th century, conceptually, I mean. But that's just it, though, isn't it? Concept art, yeah? <laughs> art there's a purpose beyond being aesthetically or, like, uh, technically significant, isn't it? Yeah, but that's why we need to lose the semantic ambiguity, because it's crap, yeah? <laughs> just saying art, like, it means something, you know, when you should say, like, concept art, or platform art, or performance art. Oh, shut it, shut it, someone's coming. Quick, you're busy. I'll kick something over. <laughs> oh, uh, hello. Sorry, hello. Morning. Are you the local village hoodlums? Yes. 
That's us. I see. Uh, mind if I join you? Uh, sure. Oh, wait, move over, you stupid pricks. Mrs. Antigone wants to sit down. Yes, screw you! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, how are we all today? Oh, you know, could be worse. Just hanging out? Passing the time, talking about art. Shut up! <laughs> art? I've never even seen a painting. <laughs> no real one in the gallery. Yeah, but I mean, does the gallery context make a work of art? <laughs> <laughs> really seen anything ever. Just corpses, jars of formaldehyde, more corpses, jars of ashes, triple films, some more corpses, jars of cavity fluid, cocktail films. Oh, he's well good. What is wrong with you? I agree. Cocktail's overrated in my opinion. Too fanciful. I'm more partial to the Nouvelle Vague. Oh, sell on. <laughs> Whilst Antigone was ingratiating herself with the terrifying youth element of Rudyard <laughs> well, and I had found the perfect location for his master plan. Conveniently deserted street. <laughs> we were luck. It was deserted. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, the bin in position. Yes, madam. You want me to go over the plan again? What for? <laughs> I don't think you're writing a book. <laughs> Good, well, keep it that way. Now, uh, pay attention. We prop up the dummy next to the dustbin, like so. Then Georgie comes back with a cat. Then we'll tie the cat to the dummy's hand. We'll position the cat over the bin, which is filled with fish. So the cat doesn't mind. <laughs> and then, when everything's in place, I'll snap a picture and bingo! Most convincing photograph of Eric Chapman dropping a cat in a bin. Terribly damning. And we'll spread it far and wide, send it to piffling matters, stick it up on every street lamp and every street corner. Chapman's reputation will be in absolute tatters. Of course, it's foolproof. It's so foolproof, it's actually genius proof. What do you have to say to that? <laughs> Someone's coming. That's a non-sequitur, Madeline. You're going to see that, aren't you? <laughs> Is that you, Mr. Fun? It's Agatha! Uh, from the sweet shop. Quick, uh, Madeline, stuff the dummy in that bush. Oh, right, I'll do it. <laughs> Afternoon, Mr. Fun. Um, hello, Miss Doyle. Uh, it's comfortable now. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, um, uh, on the beach rather than on the streets today, eh? Uh, are we? Now, don't try and confuse me with amusing words today. I'm not what are you doing on conveniently deserted street? What are you doing on conveniently deserted street? Looking for suspicious people. Conveniently deserted streets are fertile stomping grounds for suspicious people. Well, now there's two of us, so it's not deserted. <laughs> Which makes neither of us suspicious after all, doesn't it? Good point. <laughs> Suspiciously good, one could say. What <laughs> you Yes? Why is that bin full of fish? <laughs> well, where else would they be? <laughs> In the sea. Oh, likely. Haven't you heard of overfishing? The <laughs> <laughs> populations are in crisis. We fished all the fish, so instead of being in the sea, they're now all in bins. <laughs> really? In fact, look, here's your evidence. A bin full of fish. <laughs> Mr. Fun, between you and me, have you ever considered becoming a detective? Oh, no, I hate asking people questions. I never listen to the answers. My God, what's that? What's that? 
foot. That foot sticking out of that bush. What is, what is it? It's, um, it's art. <laughs> art? Art, yes, art. Those local village hoodlums. <laughs> As you begin, there's street art. It's my licorice all sorts of do it, you know. A bag of those and they go absolutely spare. <laughs> well, you know, licorice all sorts, it's that decision. <laughs> I'll remove the foot at once. No, no, no. Why not? Because, because I'm, I'm uh, contemplating it. <laughs> <laughs> contemplating it? The art. Contemplating the art. Oh. Oh, yes. What do you think it means? Haven't the foggiest. <laughs> oh, well, I'm off on my rounds. Let me know if you work it out, won't you? Oh, oh yes, definitely. <laughs> and stay safe. There's a killer on the loop. Yes, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you, Madeline? Foolproof. Now, help me get dummy Eric back out of this bush. <laughs> get it? Dummy Eric, like he's a dummy. <laughs> <laughs>
I love you. Wait, I'm not done with my own words yet. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach. Are we a bit of a no, 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 wait, I love this bit. Can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being an ideal grace. I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst Georgie endured a grueling proposal, Antigone was finding herself in a confessional mood. And the thing is, I just don't think I've ever really been happy. Not in, you know, a broad existential sense. Ever since I can remember, even from childhood, I'd see all the happiness around me and have a sense of myself as a separated being, <coughs> standing alone in the dark, looking at, but unable to reach the light others seem to experience as their due. Happiness is an illusion, a sedative for the masses, isn't it? You're better off without it. Trust, Miss Antigone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's only been over the last couple of months I've even started getting about, besides my midnight forays to cinema. Before that, I hadn't left fun funeral since I was 18. Why is that? Do you really want to know? Pass the time. It was the end of school dance. <laughs> Roger, of course, always believed himself to be above societal niceties, and in fact society in general, which meant that I had to go into the arena without the support of the only person I might conceivably, potentially, gun to the head sort of situation, describe as a friend. Courage, I told myself. Courage, Antigone. I spent the evening preparing. I brushed my hair. I put some shoes on. Surely, I thought, surely someone will finally notice me. Admire me for who I really am, beyond my somewhat macabre fascination with embalming action men and the lingering scent of formaldehyde betrayals in my wake. <laughs> Do you know what they called me in school? What? Heidi. As in formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> That's rubbish, that is. Still, kids, isn't it? Lord of the Flies, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Kill or be killed. Hunt or be hunted. Paint or be painted. <laughs> Can I tell my story now? Oh, oh sure. Uh, what happened at the dance then? I waited at the sidelines, trembling with naive anticipation. Young men and women rushed past. <coughs> with each turn, my spirits rose, only to be dashed when nobody stopped to talk to me. Nobody asked me to dance. Nobody seemed to care whether I was there or not. I sat in agony until the end, too ashamed to draw attention to myself by leaving. The best I could hope was to disappear, to sink back into the furniture and not be recognised. So absolute was my achievement in this regard. Come the end of the night, the caretaker tried to sweep me up with the streamers and deflated balloons. <laughs> when I got home, I descended into the mortuary with only my loneliness and shame for company, and stayed there for 17 years. Unwanted. Unloved. Alone. Did you know that a corpse can weep for days after death? <laughs> Raw as sushi. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the dark and dodgy alleyway, Eric was regretting casting aside his kingdom. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Something, something, something. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of 
April. No, yeah. June. No, April. No, what do you think, Georgie? Uh, April? No, June. Uh, we'll, we'll toss on this one too. June it is. Uh, rough winds do shake the darling buds of June. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst inconveniently deserted street, Rudyard was awaiting Georgie and the cat with his signature calm and equanimity. Georgie! <laughs> <laughs> and back at the bus stop. Yeah, but I'm just saying, can a life without recognition really be said to be purposeless? Yeah, like all the best artists were only admired after they died. Only rubbish ones get attention during their lifetime, like Picasso. Banksy. Oh, well, hold on there, it's Banksy an artist. Discuss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's time to move on. My life has been a closed book, and now nothing remains but to head off into the cruel wide world and, well, open it and read it and make notes in the margins and then maybe lend it to someone and be embarrassed about the notes in the margins and then never get it back and learn the lessons of not lending people books. <laughs> Bring me that horizon. Or the bus, at least. Where is the bus, anyway? What bus? The bus. The local village bus that comes to the local village bus stop to carry daring travellers to their as-yet-unknown destinies. There is no bus, in it. What do you mean there is no bus, in it? There's, like, there's like never been a bus. Why not? Well, that's, that's not the point, see? Basically, what happened, yeah, was Mayor Desmond Desmond said that every real town has a bus stop for the local hoodlums to hang out at. Pass the time. Talk about digital age alienation. No, you <laughs> So, he ordered the building of the bus stop, didn't he? And here it is. And here we are. ta <laughs> But that's ridiculous. Well, not as ridiculous as having a bus on an island that's only a mile long. <laughs> we don't actually really like the bus stop, but we don't want to hurt the mayor's feelings. Yeah, like he can be quite touchy, do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's that then. So much for the great escape. Even my world of freedom ends in failure. <sighs> what can it all mean? What in the end did it all mean? She had lived quietly, sadly, passing each day elbow deep in corpses and vats of fluid. And now, her one attempt to discover her real potential had been thwarted at the first post. Thwarted, entirely thwarted. Could it have been more than random chance that had brought her here? Was there some reason for her detainment? Was she being kept on the island to face her true destiny? Or was she actually only running away from herself? Oh, you know what. I've got absolutely no bloody idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it! Oh, thank God. <laughs> Fun Funerals. Who? Fun Funerals needs me. So does Roger. I mean, didn't he cry for a whole week from birth when, despite being twins, my own worldly entrance was delayed due to my in utero depression? <laughs> I don't know, I've never met him. <laughs> Didn't he stop wailing at the very moment of my arrival? Are these questions rhetorical? <laughs> and damn it, am I not the single most talented mortician and embalmer in a one-mile radius? I hear Chapman's pretty good. Shut it! <laughs> Without my expertise and skill, my artistry, bloody hell, I make embalming food that smells of cinnamon for God's sake. Nice. <laughs> Without all that, fun funerals will descend into total ignominy and bankruptcy. 
And thanks to Eric Chapman, we're facing the greatest crisis in our history. Damn his incredibly blue eyes. <laughs> Do you fancy him or something? Stop talking. <laughs> our family have been funeral directors in Piffling Vale since the 15th century. And we won't go down without a fight. That's the spirit, probably. <laughs> I'm going to return to Piffling Vale, force my brother to take me on as a partner, and become the greatest mortician this cruel wide world has ever seen. You go, girl. <coughs> <laughs> Yes, Thank you, local village hoodlums. Should you ever need anything involved, I am at your disposal. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. Oh, uh, we found that dead rhino in the wheelie bin. <laughs> Bye, Miss Antigone. See you next time. <laughs> And whilst Antigone retraced her steps with a new compassion and pride, George's thoughts were swiftly turning to mindless violence. And in conclusion, <laughs> it, it only remains for me to tell you that my love is like a red, red <laughs> robin that goes bob, bob, bobbing. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 that's not it. Uh, oh, yeah, how am I doing? Yeah, yeah, great. I'm literally swept off my feet. Oh, amazing. Oh, so, uh, you fancy it? Going down the aisle and, and all that sort of thing? Here's an idea. Do you see that darkest and dodgiest corner of this dark and dodgy alleyway? Well, I've probably never seen the light of day. No chance of anybody passing at an inopportune moment. Yeah, that one. How about you just step over there into the shadows and wait for me? Gosh, I'm all of a flutter. Uh, how, how do I look? You're perfect. Righto. See you in a moment. Enjoy yourself. No, Eric. You enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'd only pick this all up much later. I spent my afternoon bored to tears in Rudyard's top pocket, whilst he did bugger all. Now, however, he was changing fact is, Madeline, if you want to get something done, you've got to do it yourself. Always said so. Been here for hours. It's a miracle, conveniently deserted street that lived up to its name for, name for that long. But thank God the farmer's market got cancelled. <laughs> I mean, really, how hard can it be for one girl to find a cat? As Rudyard posed this very question, a cat, drawn by the scent of fish, made its approach. <laughs> tucked away in Rudyard's breast pocket. And it made a dramatic bid for supper by leaping at Rudyard's head and trying to claw me out. No! Rudyard fought valiantly, the cat demonically, whilst I scampered up and down his trouser legs. No! <laughs> ah! 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 To a fight over the grass. Rudyard grasped the cat by its tail, swung it round his head, and launched it <laughs> into the rubbish bin. <laughs> I see! Mr. Fun! Mr. Fun! I understand the art! <laughs> Just pop into my head, you see. This is very clever. The bush represents the digital ages 
tangled oversaturation of clowns. <laughs> Did you just throw a cat into a rubbish bin? Um. Uh, Roger did what? Uh. Roger just threw a cat into a bin! Oh, everyone, Roger threw a cat into a bin! Now, now, look here! If you just give me a chance to explain, we can settle this very reasonably. Let's run him out of the village! Madeline, when I say run, run. A humbug to whoever brings him down. Run! After him! Whilst Rudyard bolted from the spontaneous swarm of vigilantes, Tiggany arrived back in the square. Now, listen up, Piffling Vale. I'm back. And I'm going to embalm the hell out of you. <laughs> Wait, Georgie. Oh, Antigone. Kind of impressed you'd see me down this dark and dodgy alleyway. My eyes have adapted to darkness over the years. Still getting used to the sun, mind you, but onwards and upwards. Where's Rudyard? Do you know? What are you doing with that cat? Working. Explain. Wow. It's a long story, but there's six. Rudyard threw a cat into a bin and an angry mob is running out of Piffling Vale. Oh, hey, Mr. Man. He's done what? Uh, well, it's our first angry mob since the 15th century, isn't it, Marjorie? That's right, sir. Everyone in the village. We are very nearly a town. <laughs> My father's being pursued by a furious mob. You've got flaming torches and everything. Cool. <laughs> no, not cool, Georgie, not cool at all. I think they're heading for the Piffling Cliffs, sir. We might just be able to catch them up. Oh, yes. Oh, wonderful fun. Now, see you later, ladies. <laughs> Jesus wept. And got one afternoon. Can't a man stay out of trouble? No. Stop gabbling, Georgie. <laughs> got to rescue fun funerals from the worst PR disaster in its 600-year history. Can I eat this cat? <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss it. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll catch that callous little twizzling. If 
anyone could see properly. Yeah, but Marjorie's gone to the lighthouse. She'll, she'll get old Captain Sodbury to shine a light on us to help with the search. Ah, there it is. With that beam, we'll soon pick him up. Mr. Mayor, your worship! Uh, Marjorie! Uh, top work, laying on the searchlight. But, sir, it's the lighthouse keeper. Yes, Captain Sodbury. What about him? He's dead, murdered, harpooned through the hat. Good Lord. <laughs> you were right, Miss Doyle. There is a killer on the island. And I think I know who it is. Meanwhile, Rudyard made his determined way to the edge of the cliff and hurled the dummy into the broiling ocean, destroying all evidence of his former plot. That was Boxham. They were in the clear, Madeline. Nobody will ever know. Hey, Rudyard is through helicopter for clear. They <laughs> <laughs> murdered him! Unbelievable! Oh, thanks. Still, they might not see us. Watch out, Fung. Oh, hello. <laughs> Watch out, Fung. I am arresting you for the murder of your eminently popular rival, Eric Chapman, director of Chapman's funeral parlor. Keep up the fun in funerals! Damn that slogan! And furthermore, I also believe you to be the very serial killer that I've been searching for. For what? Rudyard Fung, you are the monster of Piffling Vale. Anything you say will be taken down and entirely disregarded. Yeah. Take him away. Believe this. No! No! Got it wrong! I'm coming, Mike! You made a mistake! Stop punching me! And as Rudyard was dragged away by the mob to answer for somebody else's crimes, it was left to the mayor to ponder. Rudyard found eh? <laughs> Who would have thought it? I mean, he always seemed like such a well-adjusted fellow. <laughs> Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The cliffhanger was written by Cordelia Lynn and was performed tonight by Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Nair as Antigone, and the cat, Tom Crowley as Eric, Kira Baxendale as Georgie, Pip Gladwin as the mayor, Alison Skilbeck as Agatha, Elmer Calpine as Marjorie, with Jason Forbes, Celeste Dring, and Phil Wang as the hoodlums, and Ellie Dickens as Madeline. The music was composed by James Whittle, the script was edited by David K. Barnes, and the program, which was absolutely live, was directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield. <laughs> There's something that many of them lacked. It's a fundamental lacking in theatre today, and those things that it lacked was an interval. But <laughs> <laughs> if there are any directors, producers, stage people, administrators in the audience, I just want to say to you, 
I demand the right to urinate halfway through your show. <laughs> not in the auditorium. That's not what I'm saying. I'm so sorry. It's not what I'm saying. Just give me a break somewhere. I'm enjoying your show. I'm enjoying it, but it, 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 I'm an hour in, and for Christ's sake, I need to piss, and it makes me sad. <laughs> so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and say, you chaps now, I've got 20 minutes, 20 minutes here and now to have an interval. Go and invest in facilities, go to the bar, get yourself some drinks. If everyone in this room buys one round, <laughs> we'll be just merry enough to appreciate episode 8 of Wooden Overcoats. <laughs> 20 minutes, get out! <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
a disgrace. It should be Eric Chapman in chains and handcuffs, not me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we spend all this time. You're right. Yeah, shut up. Turn up. All that time trying to play nice, and the one occasion I attempt anything even vaguely underhand is. Oh, right, stop it, Rudyard. You deserve every minute of this. Getting arrested as a multiple murderer. <laughs> For the last time, no, it isn't me. Hey, there, you're right. Oh, yes, Georgie, feeling top of the hill. Great weather. Hey, Georgie. <laughs> Thank you, Georgie. What's all this? Snacks. Snacks. The trail. Fluffy popcorn and prowling clusters gone from the old bird at the sweet shop. You mean the woman who arrested me? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> 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 She's got a roaring train going on back there. Everyone's really pumped about this trail. Actually, in terms of getting your name out there, this is by far the best thing you've ever done. Oh, well, I'll try especially hard to get convicted then, shall I? Make the rail splash! Don't you dare! I bet my money on you being innocent. <laughs> it had me high thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen of the court. Oh, here we go. Kick off. <laughs> if I can have the court's attention, please. Will the court rise for the formerly right honourable judge, Desmond Desmond? Thank you, Marjorie. Please uh, sit down, everyone. I can't imagine this will take long. Oh, come on. <laughs> Members of the court. We are faced today with a most grave, actually very exciting case. <laughs> Funeral director Rudyard Fun has been charged with not only the appalling murder of our council's vice president, Mr. Eric Chapman. Oh, it's just terrible. <laughs> yes, well, don't worry, whoever you are, you won't get away with this. <laughs> but he has also been charged with the slaughter of various less noteworthy individuals over the last few months. So, Rudyard Fun, how do you plead? Not guilty. Bit risky, isn't it? <laughs> well, I thought I'd give it a shot, my lad. <laughs> Suit yourself. Uh, uh, Reverend Wavering. Oh, present. Yeah. Ah. Stood the ardently agnostic Reverend Wavering. And uh, <laughs> you'll be acting as the counsel for the prosecution? Yes, yes. I shall use my arguments to prove beyond any reasonable doubt that Rudyard Fun is a relentless, murdering psychopath. Unless, of course, he's innocent, which uh, he could be. <laughs> and so, as counsel for the defense, I shall have to expose all of my previous arguments as a pathetic tissue of lies. <laughs> yes, well, it's been nice knowing you all. I'll just show myself to the cell, save us all some Sit down. <laughs> Rudyard. <clears throat> Perhaps, having apprehended the defendant, Miss Agatha Doyle should be the counsel for prosecution? Oh, yes. I'd love to. Confectioner <laughs> 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 turned constable Agatha Doyle. Tough on crime, soft on sweets. <laughs> uh, you could still be counsel for the defense, Nigel? I, um, uh, that's a bit awkward. Why? I'm pretty sure he did it. <laughs> Brilliant. But perhaps you could just go through the motions for us, Nigel, and uh, <clears throat> by the way, you are looking most distinguished in those robes, I have to say. <laughs> oh, thank you. 
I do feel pretty, uh, trim. You really are an attractive fellow, you know. Oh, gosh, 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 please. Steady on, steady on. <laughs> Excuse me, could we get back to my trial, please? <laughs> Would you like it's your funeral? Shall we begin, Miss Doyle, with the brutal murder of Eric Chapman? Certainly, my love. It's my understanding that at two o'clock this afternoon, the defendant, Mr. Rudyard Fung, acting with premeditated malice, did throw Eric Chapman over a cliff, killing him instantly. And uh, what is your evidence for this charge? We all saw him do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that is quite compelling. <laughs> Counsel for the defence, would you like to tackle the evidence? Uh, no, thanks. It might weaken my case. <laughs> instead, instead, I'd like to call the defendant's sister, Antigone Fun, to the witness stand. Oh, God. Could Miss Antigone Fun approach the stand, please? I don't know how this is going to help. Relax, Rudyard. Neither do I. <laughs> you are Miss Antigone Fun? Yes, I am. Are you eating praline clusters in a court of law? Yes. <laughs> Can I have one? Help yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Miss Fun, how long have I... Oh, I do like Crowley. How long have you known your brother? All my life. So, uh, 35 years. How do you know I'm 35? I baptised you. Oh. <laughs> so, you'd say you have a fairly sharp understanding of your brother's personality and disposition? Yes. In fact, probably better than anybody's? Depressingly, yes. <laughs> Would you therefore be able to say, without a shadow of a doubt, that the defendant bore absolutely no malice towards Eric Chapman? Sorry? And that he was never expressed any desire to injure or uh, flat out murder <laughs> Eric Chapman? <laughs> Well, would you like to be? I've got a Bible on me somewhere. Um, I've never read it. There we go. My Lord. Uh, yes, uh, Miss Doyle. The witness would clearly rather not answer those questions in case, in case they prejudice the court against the defendant. And would that be fair to say, Miss Fun? Uh, well, uh, yes, sort of, maybe yes entirely. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sorry, but I'm about to be under oath. Actually, actually, I, I've lost the Bible, but um, no further questions. Uh, if you could pop something into the collection plate on the way back. Right here. Uh, do you have another witness, Nigel? Uh, uh, no. Uh, but I'd like to go on record saying that my client will almost certainly never commit murder again. <laughs> if he did at all. Which he didn't, though he might have done. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a chance to speak? Uh, Roger, that is highly unorthodox, uh, isn't it, Marjorie? Not in the least. Exactly. Carry on, Rudyard. <laughs> my lord, did you read my statement? Uh, Marjorie? The defendant's statement. You had it before the trial. I was in the jet. I slipped it under the door. Uh, well, I don't always read everything I'm given. I'm usually kept uh, very busy. Well, the main point to take away is that I didn't kill Eric Chapman, and there's no evidence to say that I did. We saw you pitch him over the cliff. That wasn't Eric Chapman. It was a dummy. A dummy? A dummy that looked like him. Why did you want a dummy that looked like him? Well, never mind that now. <laughs> the fact is, it wasn't him. Check the body. 
By now, it'll be at the bottom of the sea. Well, go and take a look. I'm sure we don't mind waiting. <laughs> and if that was a dummy, in any case, then where's the real Eric Chapman now? Well, how should I know? Because you killed him. She's got you there, Roger. No, she hasn't! Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Uh, to be honest, I'm not really following this. <laughs> I know where Eric is. <sighs> Who said that? Rudyard's ass assistant, Georgina Crusoe. Is she a surprise witness? Looks like it. Oh. Excellent, I hoped we'd have one of those. Uh, take the stand, Miss Crusoe. Georgie, what are you talking about? An, an accessory to murder. Suspicious, one could say. Eric <laughs> wasn't murdered. Look, three hours ago, he was chatting up in a back alley. I'll throw up. Nigel, you're, you're 
You're really doing awfully well. <laughs> You're so kind to me, Desmond. Oh, Nigel, how could I not be? <laughs> My lord, if we could... How about I cook dinner tonight? Something really elaborate. Have you done that? <laughs> My lord. Yes? I worry that you might be unduly biased towards the counsel for the defence. No, no, I'm not. But I'll prove it. I hereby pronounce Rudyard Fun guilty. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nigel. No, 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 that's a good shout. <laughs> 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 Hang on! Clay Agatha. You think you know a man? You sell him sherbet skibdabs for five years. It's all part of life's rich tapestry, though that has been disputed. Wait, no, listen to me. I am innocent. Rudyard Fun, you have been found guilty of multiple murders. I am afraid. Can you reply to those critics who say you shouldn't compare yourself to other people? <laughs> well, other people are all there is. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Very profound. <laughs> I think I'll end the piece on that and the photo of you being chased by a swamp. Yes. <laughs> Anything else, Mr. Marlin? Yeah, I've got a few more bags of fan letters here for you to look over. Sign your photo, that sort of thing. I'll pass them through the bars, I'll put them with the others. Oh, and uh, Petunia wondered if you could autograph another pair of her knickers. There'll be many more of these. With her? Who knows? <laughs> Here's the pen. Sure. Yeah, tell you what, son. You'll begin with the birds. They, they, love, they love you out there. It's your air of danger that does it. That simmering bad boy menace. Look at you. <laughs> 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 yes, well. Always <laughs> had that going on, of course. <laughs> they're, they're be queuing up round the block for a night with you, boy. Pity you'd never be getting out. No. Never. No. Never getting out. <laughs> well, thank you for your concern. Never get it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you. You can take your knickers back now. Marvellous. That's Petunia. Now, baby. Do you know where these with pride? Blimey, is that the talk? Me and her have a date at the yacht club tonight. Stepping out in style now. That's <laughs> It's all these pieces on you, lover boy. Our circulation's never been higher. If there's anything I can do, give us a whistle. See you later. Oh, 
Hello, ladies. Mr. Marlowe. I thought you were dead. We've had this discussion. I'll be good. Antigone, <laughs> <laughs> Jodie. Hello. Brighton Keck. Is there a fire in it? Or, or, or a, a, a hacksaw, some dental floss? No. Just a keck. <laughs> no. I knew you wouldn't want it. We'll take it home with us. No, no, I'll eat it, really. You've had your chance. <laughs> Fair enough. How are they treating you here? Well, quite well, you'll be sorry to hear. Roger. Malcolm keeps me company most of the time. Don't you, Madeline? <laughs> <laughs> and she likes a slice of the cake if it's going well. Roger, look, I don't hate you. No? I'm sorry, has anybody been wrongfully imprisoned for a psychotic killing spree? Then help me get out of How? here. How? Find Chapman, he's the real killer. You don't know that. He hasn't been seen since the day you got arrested. It all started when he arrived two months ago. The antique stealer, he was the first. You still don't know it was Chapman. The dealer got killed. Chapman moved into his premises the day of the funeral. What more do you want? And if Chapman's innocent, where is he? Antigone, Georgie, it's all up to you. We're going to need a helicopter to solve this one. <laughs> there isn't time for that. We've got Captain Sobro's funeral this afternoon. Oh yes, how's the business? Quite rosy, actually, just like old times. So, you know, no need to hurry back. <laughs> <laughs> I just told a joke. All <laughs> welcome to delivery. See you, Rajard. And you, Georgie. Rajard. What? Chin up. That chance, eh, Madeline? As if there's anything to keep our spirits up in this place. Besides all the bags of fan mail, yes. <laughs> I remained with Rudyard as he dolefully replied to his fan letters, but later heard that Antigone had experienced a brainwave at Captain Sodbury's funeral. We uh, celebrate today the life of Captain Scott Sodbury, accomplished lighthouse keeper and one of Piffling's most keenly celebrated photographers, <laughs> whose literature has touched us all in ways that none of us would feel comfortable describing. <laughs> and uh, whilst recent experience has taught us that a burial at sea tends to uh, spiral out of control rather rapidly, I'm sure we can all agree that this is an acceptable substitute. Do we have the coffee to hand, Miss Fun? I think so, Georgina. Yeah, and it's bloody heavy. You're not the centre of attention here, Georgie. Where did you want it? Uh, in the lake, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think he meant gently, Georgie. Never mind, I'm sure we'll uh, dry off soon. <laughs> Friends, we stand today next to Lake Chapman, discovered on church grounds by the late Mr. Eric Chapman on his very first day in our community. <laughs> His very first day. Antigone. Nothing, just thinking. Like Captain Scott Sodbury, Eric Chapman is just one of many friends slain in recent months by the sadly psychotic Rudyard Fun. He is very attractive. Oh, God, yes. Well, <laughs> uh, nobody's disputing that now. But he was also driven by a desperate and fanatical envy from the day Eric arrived. You'll recall he crushed Stanley Carmichael to death with the very same granite sundial I later purchased for an absolute song. Thank you, Jerry. Oh, don't mention it. <laughs> Wait a minute. The day Eric arrived, of course. Antigone, what are you mumbling about? But for now, as Captain Sodbury slips beneath the waters of Lake Chapman, let us enjoy the legacy he left behind. Antigone, 
He looked mental. The day had arrived. <laughs> Moving into the shop. He couldn't have known. He just couldn't. Couldn't have known what. I was going to suggest we sing a few hymns, but uh, since Antigone Pound has kindly donated to us 300 copies of Captain Sopry's seminal work, Island of Passion, <laughs> I thought, well, why not read out some of our favourite passages instead? Antigone, stop freaking me out. Eric couldn't have known what. So, if we could turn to chapter 10, My Night with the Chieftain's Brother. Antigone. Eureka, I've got it. Reverend, I'm terribly sorry, but we've got to dash off now. Uh, are you sure? This is quite a stimulating read. I'm sure I wouldn't know. Oh, come <laughs> off it! <laughs> Antigone, where are you going? To catch a serial killer, come on! <coughs> Meanwhile, Rudyard was developing his own theories back in his prison cell. With a little help from a reasonably observant crowd. It's no good, Madeline, I can't concentrate. These glossy photographs will have to go unsigned. Because Eric Chapman is out there, on the loose. Antigone and Georgie are depending on me. What do you mean, no, they're not? I'm quite need a bit of help. You know, sometimes, just sometimes, Madeline, you really lower my self-esteem. I mean, that's just a fact. Do you want to come to blows over this? Just saying sometimes I'd rather be sharing a cell with Eric Chapman, ignoring his psychopathic credentials. Of course he's the murderer. He had the perfect opportunity for all those deaths, probably. And he doesn't need a motivation. He's Eric Chapman. He's like a, oh, a, a deadly Jesus. Look. <laughs> 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 the day he arrived, we hadn't even finished burying old Stanley before Chapman had moved into his premises. That's what we're up against. What do you mean he couldn't have known? You mean... How did Chapman know that the premises were going to be empty before he arrived? Well, he'd arranged all that months in advance. I mean, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I see what you're getting at. But if you're right, if you're right, that means that the only person that the killer could be is... Yes, exactly. That person. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline, you've got to warn everyone. I've still got all these bags of plan letters to answer. You're right. Priorities. <laughs> How do we get out of here? I've been praying for a complete coincidence for several hours now. <laughs> and at last my prayers were answered when a hole suddenly appeared in the ground and from it appeared a very familiar voice. Hello, Rudyard. Oh, good to see you. Madeline, looking sharp as ever. What are you doing here? Where have you been? Do, do you realise that the entire village thinks I knocked you off? What do you have to say for yourself? I brought you a sherbet dip then. <laughs> well, in that case, let me help you out. There's no time for that, Rudyard. We've got to get out of here. Not so fast. What's happened to you? When Georgie left me to think about my proposal, I wonder how she's getting on with that. Anyway, uh, I, I peeked out of the alleyway to see where she'd gone, and instead I saw you running from the mob. I followed at a distance. You threw what looked like an effigy of me over a cliff. No hard feelings. None taken. Actually, we'll have to explain that at some point. But anyway, <laughs> I then realised that with everybody thinking I was dead, I could stay hidden and search for the serial killer. And you'll never guess who it is. It's only... Oh, you've worked it out. <laughs> you, you know, for the last few days, I thought it was you. Me? Yes. But I'm so popular. I know. <laughs> a good way to hide in plain sight. That's funny. Why? For a while back there, I, I thought it was you. Me? Yes. But I'm so unpopular. I know. A good way to hide in plain sight. Double bluff. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Yes. 
Now look here, we can't stand around chatting. You're right, Antigone and Georgie could be in terrible danger. After all, they still don't know that the serial killer is actually, in point of fact... Mayor Desmond Desmond? Yes, Marjorie, the very same. The mayor? Are you sure? Is the Pope a Methodist? No, he's a Catholic. I'm not religious. <laughs> I hope you've got some evidence to support these wild allegations. I don't think that'll be necessary. At least I heard not, we haven't got any. I think you'll want to hear this. Wait here for me, please. Got it all wrong! But there's not the killer. What? 
one last question for you. <laughs> sure. Why did you come to the island? Ah, uh, well, that's a long story. I'll tell you all about it one day. You're doing that thing again. Oh, I'm sorry, Georgie. Bad habit. I picked it up uh, <laughs> a long time ago. Stop it. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And that would have been a very neat ending to these events. And indeed, to my book. Memoirs of a Funeral House Mouse, available in several flavors. But a few seconds later, before Eric could leave, the door to Fun Funerals was flung open once more. Rudyard, you're in. Thank goodness you're here. Thank the door. What's wrong? It's Paddy Martindale. He choked to death on a chocolate raisin barely ten minutes ago. There's nothing we could do. Rudyard, we need a funeral. I see. Well, I think we, Georgie, here we go again. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Super. Let's go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. Bye. <laughs>
life is worth to actually tell you anything at all about anything you might be doing. I'm kept in the dark about the whole thing myself. But there's one way that you chaps can help me. And that is, if you liked the show, and you might like it here at launch, do tell all your friends. <laughs> Download the podcast on iTunes or your website, wherever you like. And listen to it. Don't enjoy it. And tell your friends. Recommend it to your nearest and dearest. Send it to your most beloved media mogul. What we would love is this to be heard all the way around the planet. Because the more people hear around the planet, the more likely it is that there might be a chance to do a little bit more of it later on. And that's something we would really like to do. Personally, I'm holding out until Vatican City chooses to take it. <laughs> and also, finally, a big thank you to, to you to being here, to coming to the live shows, especially here, where we're quite full up. It's very, very warm. You'll be out in a moment. Thank you very much to coming and supporting these shows. Because without people for us to perform to, well, as a very very experienced funeral director once said, other people are all there is. <laughs> John? Until next time, the last time, put your hands together. <laughs> <laughs> Overcoats live shows were recorded in front of a live audience at the Horse and Stables Pub Theatre in Waterloo, London.